This is the Unearthing Art Podcast with Michelle Luminato and Beck Lee, where we dig into the messy reality of making art that matters, raw and real conversations about being an artist, navigating the creative process, and expressing our honest and sometimes weird selves. I've been thinking about how we learn as artists because there are so many opportunities for us, so many courses out there, memberships, you've got a membership, and (laughs) particularly since COVID, the number of online opportunities just went through the roof, didn't it? Not to mention the formal education of BFAs and MFAs and all this good stuff. All the letters, yeah. So I've been thinking about you and I both teach in different ways. I'm not sure if I'm really super comfortable calling myself a teacher. I feel like more like I work with people, but we'll get to those distinctions. So I was thinking about how we choose learning opportunities as artists and what we want to get out of those, how we approach learning and how we do that with a really a growth mindset, how we continue to develop ourselves as artists, whether you start at the beginning maybe or at some point you have some formal education even then we all end up on this path where we're needing to guide our own development yeah yeah definitely learn 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 I consider myself a constant learner a sponge I don't see myself ever stopping the learning process so I look at things from a very growth mindset. How can I improve? How can I get better at what I'm doing? How can I see differently? And and I really enjoy learning. I make it part of my regular weekly routine. I know that sounds a bit silly, but it is part of those things that I think about, like what can I pick out today that can help me? So at this stage of your career, I'd be interested to know what your learning sources are. But before you tell me that, Can you tell me what's come beforehand in your path? Because you actually have, unlike me, formal art education. Yeah, so obviously, like many people, I got interested in high school and taking any creative classes during school. I don't know if this is true for you, but I had friends who were like, I'm going to take art because it's going to be really easy. And Mm -hmm. like, it's kind (laughs) of the class that you get to play hooky in or whatever. But that for me was the sanctuary. You know, that was the fun space. And then I went into what I would consider in Australia, they call them TAFEs, or over Mm -hmm. in the U.S. it's called associate degrees. I started taking some classes part-time, and I really felt that I wasn't quite challenged the way that I was looking for. Mm -hmm. So I started pursuing a Bachelor of Fine Art, and I ended up going to a fine art school. I did study graphic design as my major, but what was really good about that experience is that everyone had the same foundational classes. Everyone Mm. had this core understanding of basic principles. And my memory of it with my favorite teachers were not people who demonstrated something for me, but they were showing me how they were thinking about things. And so Mm. it was more around discovery, which is what I'm really driven by to this day, and learning how to discover things for myself through the process. We did have some technical things of, here's some gouache, figure out how they work. There was a lot of trial and error, learning materials, making mistakes, but it was Mm. more around learning how to see differently, learning how to express yourself, learning how to discover things. For me, it was a playground for that experience. 
So when you have your different classes in the course, do you have a, a landscape oh, class and a something class or do you have No, a- for me it wasn't. I know there are schools that do it like that. For me, um, gosh, what were they called? That beginning year was one of my favorites. It was a foundational year, and so there was some basic things like life drawing. I think Mm -hmm. we had three years of going in and drawing a figure and learning how to express yourself with lines, shapes, forms. Mm -hmm. By the third year, you could definitely see progress and growth, um, but it wasn't really like, here's how you draw it. It was more Mm -hmm. around learn how to see something learn how to express something was the assessment of something like that around a a very accurate realistic figure no no wasn't like that so I know again this art school was not necessarily traditional European old school masters kind of approach my memory of it and what I was really immersed with was the influence of the Bauhaus and what that type of thinking and that schooling was all about and what is that schooling all about for those of us who might not know? Oh, we better save that for a whole new podcast. It's definitely discovery and design mm-hmm. in the Bauhaus. They did furniture design to painting. Like it was all it was all the practical applications of things as well. The Bauhaus really stood out at the time. If I was in that time, that's definitely the school I would have wanted to go to. Mm. Had really great teachers there. I've definitely been influenced by the things that they taught because I was taught to understand how they think and the way that they studied. So there's amazing resources with just looking up those artists who taught at the Bauhaus as well. So it's providing the frameworks for the students to discover to discover their learnings rather than saying, here are the learning points, one, two, three, that you need to be able totally. to spit yeah. out in an exam. This is probably the best way to explain it. I remember one time doing life drawing and I'm doing this charcoal drawing and I'm really getting into this drawing. My art teacher, who is really well-respected and great teacher, he came over, he took my chamois, he completely wiped it out. And he was like, you can't see, you're not seeing it. You're not expressing anything. You're just copying. My friends around me were mortified. They're like, oh my gosh, you wiped out your drawing. How could that be? And I felt so free from that experience. That Mm -hmm. was one of those moments that I'll always remember because it really gave me permission to cut loose and and he kept saying give me a line that has a feeling and as a you know young 20 something I was like feeling what kind of <laughs> line can have a feeling what do you mean so it was really challenging for me to understand how to pull out ideas from my own self I did not pursue painting at that time but it was really teaching me how to see differently it's telling me so much having um, been in a course where you are teaching and seeing your process it's making a lot of sense to me how that that would set you up with a framework as you say as a constant learner that then you go and look for learning opportunities based on that basic perception of art that you've had that as a foundation. But how then going forward on your path, what are the sources 
that you look for now? What kind of learning yeah, do you engage good, in? Good question. I've been actually thinking about this as I watch people take a lot of courses and I'm just speaking generally here. I feel like there's a lot of people who feel like they're they're lacking something. Like they're like, oh, if I just had this course, maybe that would be the thing. And mm. so we go on this technique hunt where we're like, oh, I just need to learn this technique now. Now I need to learn this technique. Mm. And so the technique approach as a entry point wouldn't work for the way that I think about things or the way I do things because I would never feel very sure of my own self. I do look for ways to improve a technical skill. So Mm. if I'm trying to achieve a certain thing, what are ways that I could do that? For instance, if I'm trying to create some kind of a transparent layer, which is something that I have done, I've looked at different ways of how could I actually achieve that and Mm. what are the tools that I would need, what kind of paints, what kind of mediums, what kind of brushes could I try? Those are the kind of things that I search for. I get Mm. really specific and then I pluck it and then I try it and I say, yeah, this this could work. And then I might say, oh, this, you know, doesn't work for me. I'm a painter who likes to work fast. So slow drying mediums that would give me a glaze are a little bit frustrating for the way I paint, but I know how to use them so that I could if I wanted to. So yeah. does that make sense? It makes a lot of sense. I've written down three more <laughs> points and <laughs> questions and ideas from that. <laughs> because there's a lot going on there. So first of all, I think that in this global environment that we exist in as artists now, it's amazing, it's incredible. We have access to so many different materials and tools and mediums that it's not something where you can go out and buy one of everything that exists and work that all out. So when you, you're wanting a particular effect in a piece, you're like, maybe you see examples in mm-hmm. other work and you're saying, okay, I know that I want more transparency here. I know I want to get that kind of glow of light coming from behind. Um, but how do I do that? So then being able to access courses or YouTube yep. or find someone who's doing that really well and who's offering teaching on that. I kind of think of it like the difference between searching for something that's going to teach you a finished product versus searching for something that's going to teach you a skill that you can apply to your own. It's kind of like languages, a vocabulary, let's say. Yes. So you're picking up the vocabulary of art techniques so that when you say, okay, in this particular instance, I want transparency or I want something that is really strong or I want something that has movement you want to have a library of skills that you can draw upon to do that a really good goal to have going into something is assessing whether the the course or the program is something that can give us the information about different tools we might think about using the different materials the different mediums and then we try them out and we go oh yeah this particular one works for me which is the other thing you mentioned which is I think is super important part of this whole learning process is knowing yourself Yeah, I was just going to say the same thing. The thing that I think is a bit of a goose chase, if you don't really know what you're trying to go for, you're always taking these things and you're just chasing your tail of the next thing. For me, there's certain things that I know in my heart of heart, like this is what I'm into. I'm always going to be looking at ways that I can do these certain things. And having as, as big of a language in that as possible gives me the option. But Mm. if I didn't know that about myself, 
I would feel constantly unsettled with what I was pursuing and my art probably because I would feel a little bit unclear about that. So I think the, the first step is to really get clear on what we like as artists, what we mm. want to achieve, even by looking at other artists as examples. And I always look at artists who are doing really great things, artists that I consider really high quality, great artists. I look at their quality of one day I'll get to that quality. It's not that I want to copy what they're doing, but how do I elevate my work to that quality? What do I need to know? Yeah, because let's be really explicit about this because I think that sometimes when we talk in generalities, it it can be like a little bit unclear what we're saying. What I'm getting at is that you might see an artist who's doing landscapes or who's Mm -hmm. doing abstract work but in very different colors or using different shapes it's not about looking at the whole product and saying let me look at this amazing landscaping because I think that's incredible high quality work Um, I need to go and create a landscape it's saying oh I'm noticing that the way they handle that transition between land and sky something magicals happening which is really engaging me it might be light it might be a really mysterious kind of color transition or something let me explore what the techniques are and then I can apply that in my unique way to the vision that I have exactly exactly and trying them on to see if it feels like it fits too exactly trying it I think that's yeah that's where for me I refer to this slow drawing medium. I've got it. It's in the studio. It's an option, but I don't tend to always feel like I really want to use it because it doesn't suit the speed of which I paint. As I get more experience, it also opens up, well, now let me try it again. Let me see Mm. if this works for me now. Mm. But I do get really specific. I think that's one thing that When I'm looking at an artist, I get really specific of, look at that blend, look at that one little thing. Which I think we're pulling out another aspect of being a a learner as an artist is being a great observer. Yes, totally. So when we look at a piece of work, not just to look at the whole piece of work and say, wow, that's amazing. Therefore, I should go and paint something that looks like that. Being able to break it apart a little bit and say, what do I find specifically amazing? What is really resonating with me in this work? Is it the the use of color? Is it the texture, design? Is it something about space because when you can do that that's when you can start being more specific about what you then want to go out and learn more about I think yes yes definitely and the thing is like with techniques and mediums and paint supplies there's a million ways to do something the way I teach is it's really more around the discovery like I couldn't possibly teach you everything that you need to know specifically from a technique point of view That is part of the discovery process. One of the things that I see people do is they tend to take courses where people might demonstrate, which is great, but I feel like it makes people go, that's the way a painting should be. I better paint like that in terms of a technique. Exactly. And that's a big thing to recognize. For myself, I didn't have a formal art background. My (laughs) tertiary education was in law and communications and actually librarianship funnily enough that's i don't know if we've discussed that before yep that's that's all good 
It's all good learning, actually. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and, and I think it gives me perspectives on knowing specifically what you're looking for. It, it's an approach to learning where you expose yourself widely to a lot of information so that then you can ask better questions. Better questions are the answer to better learning. You've just got to yeah, know yeah, yeah. the right question to ask to get the outcome that you want. If you wade in and you're asking the wrong questions, and I think that's what happens early on as a, um, I, I know that the common way of, of distinguishing this is like a formal education versus, and we use this term self-taught artist a lot. So in bios yeah. we'll say, I'm a self-taught artist. I have a bit of a problem with that being a, a word person because I don't think any of us are really self-taught. self-taught. I think we're self-directed. Yeah. So we go out and choose the sources and the courses and the people that we learn from, the books, whatever it is. And instead of having a formal framework as you would get, say, in a university education, we're creating that framework, but we're still learning from we are having an education from outside sources um so i think that being able to be great at asking the right questions is really important in a self-directed education exactly identifying what's the important questions for you um, and this is why i think when it comes to technique and processes it's very unique to who we are because there's a million ways to do things and we don't need to know all the million ways. We just need to know maybe the 10 or 20 that are relevant to what we're really interested in because, you know, we can develop an add-on as we go, but I think mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. learn like everything under the sun isn't actually that necessary. So I like to look at my time as, and being a parent, I don't know if this is something that other people feel, but I feel I have very limited time. I don't have all this extra time to dive into stuff that doesn't matter to me. I need it to be really relevant to what I'm working on. The other thing too is I look at other artists, again, meaning people who I aspire to be like, as in the quality of their work for whatever Mm. reason. I learn from the way that they approach things. I don't think for me, learning switches off ever. Mm -hmm. I always Mm -hmm. find observing is learning. I think one of the insights you can have, which is repeated in a number of different ways in this conversation is that when you look at someone like that that you admire it can be really useful to have less of a focus on the end product like they're successful I'm going to emulate that end product and this can happen in art in business in teaching whatever it is yep anything less focus on emulating an end product and more focus on what did they do how did they educate themselves how did they grow and develop to reach that point of someone who's producing or operating or creating at a particular level at a particular sophistication so it's not their end product looks like that so I'm just going to replicate it and I'm going to feel like them because you're not because you're not going to have gone through that growth so it's more what did they do what did they study who were they inspired by yeah who did they study with and and what are those thinking because if you look at people who are doing great things there's always a source of inspiration and Mm. then there's a source of that inspiration 
For instance, Kandinsky was always someone who I've always really respected and loved from the time I was in university. One of my art mentors said, you've got to look at his work. I think you'd really love it. I read everything I could about him and really looking at what was interesting to him. So I don't just look at his work. I look at like, how does he think? What is he thinking about? What is he writing about? And he's got some great writings, which I find sometimes a little bit hard to read, but really interesting because... I think the thing that's been beautiful about that era is that there was a lot of documentation of their process and there is Mm. a lot of writing. I I look at who were they inspired by and what were they thinking about and what was happening. So this is taking me again to even more. (laughs) You've just touched on another one of those kind of truths that I love. You said, you know, like reading his writings you find it difficult to read. It's not like you've taken him as a, a template of how to live or paint or create. But as you expose yourself to that, there are going to be little insights that jump out. And I think one of the things that we often make a mistake in, and I'll just say that I have often made a mistake in life and that I've learned, and we do this in lots of different ways, is setting out and feeling like we're looking for an answer, a total answer, a solution. And that going into a learning experience, whether it's a conversation that you're having with a mentor, whether it's a larger course or a program, going into any one experience like that, thinking this is going to be the thing that solves all my problems, this is going to be an all-in-one solution, this is going to give me all the answers, I think is only setting yourself (laughs) up for disappointment and failure. It's just one piece. I've learned that if you can find one good insight out of each learning experience, if you can read a book and there's just like one chapter. One one takeaway, exactly. I find that as well because I think that we, that's where when you start putting all these pieces together, where it really becomes this mishmash of you, that's Mm -hmm. where you really start to show up as yourself because you're pulling from all these sources that kind of make sense. But sometimes it is that thing of that foundation teacher, she introduced me to a lot of things. Kandinsky was one of them. And what that Mm. taught me was that there's a lot of artists I can learn from if I just look a little bit below the surface. Yeah, so it's taking the, the experience and gleaning the gem like say you take a a course that's focused on landscape painting and the the gem isn't going to be this is how you mix this specific green the gem is going to be how can you observe trees or whatever you're interested in painting in different lights during the day and notice the different colors that emerge and think about that when it comes time to mixing up different colors so it's not a specific instruction it's introducing a way of seeing things differently coming back to observation yes, and seeing things exactly. and i mean literally seeing and also imaginatively Imagining. seeing yeah and metaphorically seeing if there's any time when some teaching or some piece of information can spark a new perspective in you. I think that's the most, I mean, that's like... That's what lights me up every week. I'm like, oh, this is fun. This is cool. This is exciting. That's why it's never ending. Because Mm. if you just 
Thank you know, God. observe. <laughs> exactly. And because the internet is so wide open now, we're not limited to our local perspective. We can see things globally, which I think is yeah. super fascinating and interesting. And for me, super exciting because mm. as an American living in Australia, it's just a different point of view that I have here as well as now I'm looking from here to over to Europe, what's happening and over to the US. And it's really cool because there's so many different we people. We can have access can, to that. We have access. Yeah. We just have to decide who who resonates with us enough that we wanna pursue to look under the hood like how are they thinking who are they influenced by it's again for me around the thinking because technical things you can always solve but Mm. the troubleshooting of the thinking is the part that for me it's the most interesting yeah if there's someone that you really respect and you have an opportunity to learn from them it's actually much more valuable to have the opportunity to not necessarily to say oh that's the particular blue that they use or or that's the particular medium that they use but if you can ask why are you you choosing that blue why do you choose that medium over other mediums and they might say I tried these five different things this one you know dries more slowly this one has a particular now that information is what we're getting at that you really want to be able to enhance your decision making in your thinking process and I think that out out in the art world to speak really broadly to to generalize horribly there are courses and programs where an artist who's successful then has the opportunity to offer workshops or teaching around their particular techniques and and people like oh I love that work I'd love to learn and so as you say it's a very demonstration-based teaching here is how exactly how I go about making one of my paintings I may do it might be sketches it might be done off off photographs whatever it is and then there are other sorts of courses which are very much more around frameworks and thinking and how to make decisions and how to explore to give you the tools to analyze what you want to do and if you go into those demonstration ones with the right mindset, if you see a demonstration type course and you're like, I'm not interested in doing florals, but wow, she has some amazing mark making in her work. I'd love to be able to see in the studio how she loosens up, what techniques yeah. is she using? And maybe I can then work on how I can loosen up in my painting, which isn't that particular subject. Yeah, demonstration courses and things are definitely good and helpful as long as it matters to you and it makes sense for how you might apply that. Because the issue I have with demonstrations only, and even my own demonstrations, it's just one way of doing it. It's not like the end all be all. It's just, here's an idea of how you could do it. But you might try the same thing 20 other ways and you might find the 20th one is the way you really like to do it. And it can be a little tricky from my point of view when you're starting out as a self-directed artist who doesn't have a lot of background in Mm -hmm. how to approach art making. So you just plunge in and and you look around and see art. You see pieces of art that you think are, are lovely and beautiful and have impact. And you're like, well, I'll just go and learn from them how to make a piece of art like that. You don't even, you don't even know what you don't know at that point. Right. It can get super disheartening because if you take 
demonstration course after demonstration course and you're still feeling dissatisfied you think oh well my painting doesn't look like their painting so I'm failing at it or I've made a painting that looks like theirs but I'm not really feeling great about that I'm not feeling any excitement but I'm feeling kind of lost this is the process that I went through after doing that for a while and I think when we first talked I talked about that sensation of feeling like I was just pushing paint around but I wasn't Mm -hmm. sure why or what I was trying to achieve out of it that's a signal that you need to look for some learning that's a bit more fundamental and not not necessarily fundamental painting techniques, but fundamental yeah. like finding your own sources of inspiration, finding what you're really interested in, what you're driven to do. And I would also say that it can be good if you haven't had that formal education to get some fundamentals in terms of art terminology, just to understand the difference when you're talking about observing art, understanding basic color theory, what's texture, what's design, what's composition, because it's difficult to get to asking the right questions and and to having those deeper conversations. This is speaking entirely from my experience here. Yes, absolutely. I think though, for me, what I see happen is early artists get stuck get too stuck on the technical things too soon they Mm -hmm. worry about these compositional problems and all these um, things that are what I consider more like don't worry about that yet we don't even know if you like it Mm. Um, so I feel sometimes that can be a distraction to feel like you need to learn all about these I'll give you an example. I taught color theory. I've taught it a few times in person. And what I realized from teaching that was that it really wasn't giving them a way of using it in a practical way. It was just too much too soon. And Mm -hmm. so what I found with that stuff around how to problem solve paintings, that that's really a later answer that later question. You you know what I mean? I don't know if that's making any sense. It takes me back to that story that you said about the figure drawing class. It's so powerful to discover the feelings and the intentions and to have that sensation. It's like, I'm now going to offer a different analogy. It's like um, doing yoga. I've had on and off back problems for so many years. And Mm -hmm. so rather reluctantly, I'm one of those people who like, you're not going to get me into an exercise class until I'm in pain (laughs) and I have to go. So I, I tried different classes and I I finally found one. So I kept showing up because I had this problem that wasn't letting me stop. But I hated doing lunges. I hate lunges. But the teacher says, you do this, you do that. You put your hands here, you put your feet here, take this position. And I was doing that for months and months. It could could have been like nine months or something. And then one day I had this sensation in my hips. Oh, that's That's what that's supposed to feel feel like. like. And I felt some kind of knot just released. Ooh, so now I know. Now you you like lunges because you Well, I wouldn't go that far, Michelle. (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. But I do know that when I get in the right position, what that feels like. And, And that reminds me... You were doing that charcoal drawing. I was technically doing it. And then it's like the yoga teacher coming and making a little adjustment. Yeah. And then you felt that sensation of, oh, this is what 
feeling free in front of the piece of paper or the canvas looks like to to drag this back to where I've taken us way off track but you're saying when you're learning when you're the beginning as a teacher if you can get the person you're working with to feel that sense have a feeling of what they're going for then down the track if they're going oh this isn't quite right then we worry about composition and you can fix things exactly you've got to have that feeling get the feeling right otherwise you're wasting your time on hard questions that you won't really care about solving can you say that again (laughs) i i don't know if i can repeat myself i'm not always good at remembering what i just said you said you're wasting your time on hard questions that you won't care about finding the answer to i'm having a moment over here you've blown my mind because i think it's so true that we get through life and we have these things that we work ourselves into this terrible state of being why can't I do this thing I'm failing and and you get so in your head I I'm gonna say I I get so in my head we do we all do why is this not working I don't like it whatever you know those stuck paintings that people put in the corner and they're like I've got all these stuck paintings I don't know how to resolve it that that's a whole nother episode back and then someone steps back and goes do you actually care about this thing I can tell you the first few years of my painting career I don't even know if you can call it a career when it was early I just I didn't care about it enough to solve those problems correctly the feeling wasn't there once I started caring about what I was actually doing and the feeling I was projecting and being really connected to it then I could troubleshoot those harder questions which were really more what I consider technical questions those are those design principles and those things that all the books have and all of that stuff, which is great. They definitely come in. I just think we ask them too early. It's very tricky. I mean, I had a BFA and I still found I created paintings that I didn't want to resolve. I knew technically how to do that. Remember, I did have that background of art school in me already. In some ways, that can trip you up and trap you as well. So if you have a technical ability before you've tapped into but what do I actually care about you can end up going a long way down a path before you realize uh you know this isn't actually where I want to be hang on a minute I don't even care about this stuff exactly when you have that interest and that care learning's fun you can discover new techniques you can discover new ways of um, approaching it looking from another lens of how can I see differently like it's just endless 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 michelle i have probably a hundred more things to talk about on this honestly (laughs) we have talked for a while we better wrap this baby up but we can maybe cover some more topics in another one yeah i would love to talk about this some more thanks for listening today michelle and i seem to be making a habit of cracking open big topics and then having too much to say for just one episode would you like to hear more on this topic Let us know on Instagram at unearthingart and also tell us what you look for in your learning experiences as an artist. Drop us a comment. And as always, if you're looking for more about the show or anything we've mentioned, you'll find all of that at unearthingart.com. We also wanted to say that we've been so encouraged by your response to the podcast so far, all your wonderful comments and the fact that you are sharing the love. So thank you so much for that. If you'd like to leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts, we'd appreciate that too. Catch you next time.